Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Thanks. I don't need help. Just watch me love myself. That's all I want. Got what I want. That's all I I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about when to zip it and when to open up. And if you're talking to Kathy, you zip it. If you're talking to Gary, you open up. It's simple as that. Simple math. (laughs) Joining us today to talk about The Golden Bachelor is BFF, longtime BFF of the pod, actress Allison Williams, who is also the executive producer and star of the gripping new podcast, Erased the murder of Elma Sands, which reimagines America's very first murder trial in modern language based on court records. Allison, we're so happy to have you back. This is a treat. Like overjoyed to be here to talk about this show, the greatest product of this franchise in ever. I mean, forever. I know. And the last time I was guest uh, co-hosting was 2020. That was the last time I saw a great you on year. my screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a great year. When I mean, we were talking, you know, we, we were all together. We were talking I think about, about the concept of a golden bachelor even then, remember? I know. <laughs> well, we've been thinking about it for a long time. I think really the reason it works is because we had so many years with the other versions of the show. Without it, we might not appreciate it so much, but boy, am I it's loving true. every single second. The minute it's over, I'm sad. And that it's been a long time since I felt that way. About an episode. Same. An hour just isn't enough. It's not enough. This episode really I like that they're leaving us wanting more instead of leaving me like an hour in looking at my watch (laughs) being like, there's a whole other hour? So much cat. (laughs) Yeah, too much cat. But not enough. Nancy. <laughs> oh my God. Not enough any of them. Like, that's my I'm big complaint. I'm obsessed with these women. I just want to spend an entire season with each of them so badly. I have fallen so hard for every single person that's come on our screen on this show. It's just. 
I'm deeply invested in their love lives, like, forever now. Yeah, Every too. single one they of them. They each need to be the Golden Bachelorette. Like, we need many, many seasons. It's a cinematic universe. Let's yes. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Before we get into the recap, just a little bit of housekeeping. Reminder that we are changing up the schedule a little bit this week, as you can obviously tell, because it is Friday and we're doing our Golden Bachelor recap. Remember to come back on Monday for our recap of Bachelor in Paradise. Also, check out the finale and reunion recap of Love is Blind Season 5, which you can find on Rich Text at clarendemma.substack.com. I'm not finished yet, but I have loved your recaps in the first chunk. Oh my gosh, thank, thank you. Yeah, it's been quite a journey on for Love is Blind. Allison, we want to hear a little bit, though, about your new project. What can you tell us about Erased? Um, I feel, like, very honored to be talking to, like, the creators of my favorite podcast about a podcast. I feel very intimidated and just hopeful that I am worthy of this platform. But basically, I was um, a friend of mine, Jason Flom, who I met through criminal justice stuff, called me a couple years ago and was like, my daughter used to be a tour guide in Manhattan and discovered this well in the basement of a store in Soho that was the site of a murder that launched the first murder trial in U.S. history post-New Constitution. And she wants to do a show. And I was like, interesting, not my typical milieu. Um, <laughs> New York, yes. 1800, not as much as like <laughs> the 2010s, but let's do this. <laughs> and um, I got on the phone with Allison. And from the moment, it's confusing, we have the same name. Um, from the moment she started telling me this story, I was just deeply in and invested. It's something about the juxtaposition of what is sadly an all too familiar story of a, a girl with no privilege who's um, at the hands of a man with a ton of privilege who's able to bury whatever wrongdoing happened, but set against a backdrop of a New York that is like familiar to us in theory, but geographically like completely new. And also this moment in history that if you're a Hamilton fan, you hear a couple lines of in the course of the musical where you hear Levi Weeks is innocent. And it never occurred to me to be like, what is that murder trial? It's mentioned because Hamilton and Burr, shockingly, are co-counsel for the defense. They are defending a man named Levi Weeks in, um, against the charges that he has murdered a girl named Alma Sands. I do the voice of Catherine, her cousin, who, after her cousin disappeared, in an effort to try to measure up to the immense level of privilege um, that these defense has and the Weeks family, just did everything in her power to try to get attention on this case and try to turn the tides. But it, I don't want to spoil it, but you can kind of imagine. We don't know Elma's name, so you kind of know how this, how this ended. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's such a fascinating story and it is really wild that like living in New York being someone who cares about women's history like I had never heard this no. story yeah, no, me neither. I, there's so much to say I'm like I'm usually quite succinct at describing things I'm involved with this one's really hard because there are so many reasons that I was excited about it and I think what Allison has done with it and I'm again not speaking in the third person what Allison <laughs> Flom has done with it is just so outstanding with the modern language and the way she's directed it, the way she's formatted it with her narration. She really takes you through it to a time that's like pretty inaccessible to us historically, but with a context and with themes, sadly, and archetypical characters that are very familiar to us. Um, 
And my hope is that we can do this with more stories that, you know, stories are, you know, is the victors get to tell history. And so in this show, our effort is to try to subvert that and resuscitate and revive some stories that might be completely lost to history if people don't keep telling them. So very, very proud of it. Um, Well, I'm so excited. And everyone, please remember to check that out. That is Erased, The Murder of Elma Sands, and you can get that on Apple Podcasts. So just look that up, listen, subscribe, you know, you know the drill, do all the things. Do all the things. Thank you so much. Do all the things. I hope you all enjoy it. Of course. I'm so excited. And now let's talk about The Golden Bachelor, week four. We start, of course, with another cold open. I love this. They're doing it all the way through. We, I'm into it. We love a good cold open. How do you feel about it, Allison? Are you enjoying them? <laughs> Every time it happens, I'm like, uh, I feel my bones are just like, like not ready yet for this to happen. Bones, muscles, I'm not <laughs> sure what part of my anatomy needs to be prepared for a cold open. But I'm my knee jerk is like, I'm not supposed to be seeing this. This isn't right. This isn't how this works. And But he, someone's sad so far or like moved. They're so emotionally heightened that I'm then instantly like, Yes, here we are in the emotional sandbox of this show, which is such a loving, pillowy place where I just am so excited to spend the next hour. So I was I was very into this one. Last week's was much sadder, but this one was a little yeah. more hopeful. This this yes. was a happy tears moment. Yeah, exactly. Gary and Ellen are embracing, and he's like, the last time I heard those words was from my wife of 43 years. And yet here we are. Uh, Heartstrings. Uh. Pulled immediately. Oh my gosh, the show knows how to get to me. Like the amount of tears I have shed within the first few seconds. I mean, it's ridiculous. Every week, I'm like, am I crying already? What is wrong with me? (laughs) Nothing, apparently. (laughs) Nothing. Because we all feel you have a heart. Okay. You feel. I have heart and hope. And Gary, he's just changed me. I'm a change woman. (laughs) (laughs) So at the mansion, Teresa is doing arm exercises that resemble just sort of like flailing her <laughs> arms around. <laughs> I, it's incredible. This was my, I think my favorite moment of Teresa so far on the show was this arm workout because her arms are incredible that she's very strong. Yeah, and th- that this is what has produced that is like, we need to study <laughs> this. Like we need, we need more yeah, data. We're all going to be home. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I was like, can you drop the workout plan? Can you be more specific? Do a she tutorial? Did. Like How that's what I'm saying. She, <laughs> she dropped it. it. It's just like, it's just sort of this with no weights, <laughs> like just, just stipulating yeah, like, to the world. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. Kathy didn't pop on in and be like, you're doing it wrong. This is how yeah. I do it. Because so Kathy also like, uh, has some guns. Watch yeah. me do push-ups, okay? We know Kathy's a push-up master from the talent show. We but sure Teresa's do. hoping to move forward with Kathy. She's like, you know, I just know that I have a great relationship with Kathy. And I was like, you don't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, rela- no good relationship here. Sadly, too. Oh, oh! I relate to all Sweet, of them. Slightly delusional, hard. Teresa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't like. I see myself in in every single one of them, but all the rest of the women, and then, you know, they are joined by Teresa. Are sitting in the living room, and a surprise guest arrives. It's Trista Sutter, our very first Bachelorette. And I love moments like this because it really shows you which women in this cast are longtime <laughs> yeah. viewers Ellen of is The like, Bachelor. my daughter! 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. And Faith is like, who the fuck is this yeah. lady? <laughs> Faith's like, and you are? <laughs> like when she are gets lost, the notes. ma'am? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> When she gets the date cards from Jesse, it's the same thing. Faith is just very out of her element. Faith is yeah. like, what's happening? I've never seen this show. Like, is this woman joining the cast? Like, what? Like, what's happening? And Trista has to be like, so I was, I was on The Bachelor, and then The Bachelorette, and don't worry, I'm married. Yeah, yeah I'm not here to steal your man. I love that Ellen calls her her role model. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's it's like it's Ellen. So She's the matriarch of The Bachelor franchise. I guess so. I mean, Trista now we've Southern, got a, Now we've got a lot of new matriarchs, which feels good. Yes, it does. It does. Ellen is my personal matriarch. <laughs> I mean, they I'm all obsessed are. with her. For different parts of my personality, each of them is in charge. Like yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you know who Teresa's obsessed with? Herself and her journey. Really, oh she's obsessed God. with her journey because <sighs> she immediately talks to Trista about her personal experience and relationship with Gary. Uh, I was like, Teresa, I know you're not malicious, but girl, what's happening? It's it's too much. She goes, you know, I got the first date and it was so romantic. (laughs) And I feel like Kathy is just crawling. She wants to crawl out of her skin. Oh my God. It's like that thing where she thinks that you build emotional intimacy and friendships by just word vomit about your own experience and is missing. And that can be helpful. She's missing the context that, like, what she's vomiting about is not, like, her life outside of this experience. It's she's just talking about the things that are going to, like, ruffle some feathers, maybe. And this has come up, Teresa. This is a complaint that has been that has been filed in your folder, you know. <laughs> a like, few times. Multiple her, times. <laughs> but the fact that she doesn't, it's not even occurring to her in real time, to me— indicates that, like, there's something more important to her. And I actually think what is more important to her is this is how she has learned to connect to people. And so that's what makes it so hard for me to, like, villainize her for it. Because when she says it's not malicious, I'm like, that's not how we do an apology. But yes, I agree with you that you're not being malicious. Mm -hmm. I do think what it's coming from is, like, a deep desire to relate to everybody and be like, right? Like, let's all talk about... And she's, it's just like, just stop. No, she, she, you can tell she wants to be good with everyone. Mm -hmm. She wants to connect to everyone. And she's just going about it in a way that does not work for some of these other women, specifically Kathy. And it's interesting that Kathy multiple times has said, I do think that Teresa could be the right match for Gary, but she's hurting some of us who haven't made that connection or had that time. Like Kathy's just annoyed as shit. Yes, basically. Because Kathy's yeah. like, you know, we're also here to make friends. Like, this is a season yes. where we we want to make some girlfriends. And we also want to, you know, find a boyfriend as well. But finding and that that balance with Teresa, you know, she can't find the off button, Kathy says. <laughs> um, which, again, she's just oblivious, poor Teresa. She's just trying to connect. Uh, she's not doing it in, like, a malicious way. Yeah. No, I can't villainize any of them. I just like them all too much. I know, me too. My notes are very Tri- short. <laughs> yeah. It's just like everyone's, just like I love A+. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Trista introduces the group date to the ladies because as we know, a group 
date card is is not enough. They so need someone verbal. to come in and yeah, really say it to them. So she's like, don't worry, I'll be there. And most of you will be too. The date card reads, let's play pickleball, which is just more evidence that like they are getting so lazy with these date cards. They used to do do some puns yeah. or innuendo. Yeah. Now it's just like pickleball. Let's play pickleball. We're going to play be pickleball. Be there, be square. But these yeah, ladies on the are other franchises, like if it said let's play pickleball, you'd end up at like a pickle factory, like doing yeah. basketball or something. Like, but on this show, <laughs> exactly. it's like, nope, it's literally like this is what we're doing on this day. We are playing pickleball. Dress they accordingly. Have been Please don't. They have been Do waiting. not confuse them more. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So Ellen, Sandra, Susan, Nancy, April, Teresa, Kathy, and Faith are all going on the pickleball date, which means Leslie is getting the one-on-one, and she's so excited. But more excited than Leslie is Ellen, (laughs) because Ellen is the captain of a pickleball team in Delray, Florida, and she's, like, ready to burn all these other women to the ground for her trophy. Oh, my God. She's like, I play four times a week. It is, like... (laughs) It's, like, totally unfair that she's in this. It would be, like, yeah, having, like, a football game and there's, like, a pro football player. I guess they the literally... Team, happened on the show before. Yeah, I was going to say, they literally do that on yeah. Bachelorette. Yeah, and it's every time, it's, like, hmm, who... The nerdy, like, New Yorker of the season versus, like, a pro football <laughs> player. Like, this is not... But Ellen is also, like, I love her attitude about it. I just love watching, like, wisdom handle all of these Mm -hmm. things. Like, in the other franchises, someone with, like, a vast amount of experience in a certain area, like last week with the talent show with Leslie, like, they just wear it lightly. They can still have fun with it. But they're like, this, no, no, this is, like, I do this really well. I'm not going to, there's no false modesty. There's no false bravado. I'm, like, nailing how good I am at this in my expression of it, too. And... It is what it is. And I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm not going to wield it like with violence on the other people around me. It just is. And I was like, this is how you, this is how you do that. Yeah. She's going to win. And we see that sort of attitude from the women who don't have that skill set as well. Like they're all just having fun with it, admitting what they can do well, what they can't, you know, Sandra's like, I've never played pickleball. This will be an adventure. She's mostly focused on the fact that all of the pickleball words sound naughty. naughty. <laughs> Sandra's amazing too, and she's a natural talent at pickleball. So then you yeah, have she's actually very athletic. She's I was very like, good. okay, Sandra, if I went to go play a new sport for the first time, I would not, I would not look like this. With two new knees. Yes. Yeah. The other thing is like knowing knowing about joint replacements, though. Once you have the new one and if you've done the rehab right you feel like you have a superpower because you're not being held back Mm -hmm. anymore by the like really painful bad so maybe she's like i am i have a new lease on life like there's no limit to what my body can achieve i've got new (laughs) knees i'm ready to go i think that's like a big part of it i think you're right on that note we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back we will discuss the rest of the pickleball day can you keep Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. 
Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article, that lovely chair out on my deck, article, our big console, article, I'm my bed frame, article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, 
looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back. And all of the ladies are in their, their like tennis slash pickleball sporty best, great outfits. And they are meeting Gary down at the pickleball court. And guess who's there to help them train? Joey. It is Joey. Joey, our Byzantine bachelor. <laughs> Remember Joey? I literally forgot. <laughs> I forgot. The minute I saw him, I was like, oh, Joey. Joey. And then I was like, he's the bachelor but they didn't know this yet i don't think when they filmed this he hadn't been picked yet had he yeah i don't know oh, you he might have been he might have been he might have been I but honestly, he hasn't yet started his season i feel like he showed up and he was about to start filming with yeah Jessie. i think he was yeah. right about to start filming he might have just been announced Got it. okay yeah i think so but I, I, yeah, I had forgotten about Joey too, and I was reminded that he's very cute, and <laughs> yeah, I very got cute. excited. Very cute. Uh, the women were reminded too. <laughs> we have a clip of Kathy's commentary about Joey, which is perfect. Oh my God, Joey's here! I mean, frankly, I don't know what Charity was thinking. Just don't forget, these are my. Eyes <laughs> on you. I mean, Joey could be my son, and I'm here for Gary. But you know, you always have to have a plan B. <laughs> Kathy always Not with wrong. the color commentary. Kathy is my hero. I Ka- love like her. I look, I know she can be a, a little harsh sometimes, but I just I can't stop loving her. I know. She's hard not Me to either. love. Yeah. She's the best one-liners. The ladies all have a vigorous pickleball practice session. And Susan is mostly just confused about why it's called pickleball. <laughs> She's like, I see the ball. Where's the pickle? <laughs> a logical question. It is very logical. I mean, I I wouldn't even know what to do. I don't play pickleball, but apparently everyone in the world does. So (laughs) yeah, I actually was unfamiliar with all of the pickleball lingo Mm because I do not play pickleball. I have played pickleball on multiple occasions. I don't want to brag like that's not it's you're a professional. You're like Ellen. Well, yeah. whatever. I it's fine. I'm very experienced. No, I didn't know the I didn't know dinking. Like I didn't learn pickleball in like an official setting. So I didn't I know the term the kitchen, which they don't explain. That's like the area closest to the net. Pickle, I think, oh. is named after a dog that was owned by the people who started pickleball, oh. I think. Anyway, it they could have done a whole given the like the audience of the show. I think they easily could have done an entire episode, but looked at another way. The audience of the show is like, we know all of this already. We don't need you to explain pickleball yeah, yeah. to us. Like, so true. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm very, very much in the minority of people who have sort of ignored yes. pickleball I need, as a concept. I need to go pick up the most recent issue of In Pickleball magazine, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Lee, you and I will educate yourselves and then we'll go and dink. Yes, let's dink together. Dink. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I got my pickle, you got yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all of a sudden, April takes a tumble. We have a clip of what happens next. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. All of a sudden, down April goes on the ground, and everybody's like, yikes. Where do you hurt? I think I broke my ankle. Okay. Take a rest. Okay. Now. Let's everyone go back to what they're doing. Go back. Wow. I want um, to do this so good for you. Yeah, you're good. 
I do feel bad for April because I have broke my ankle before. But hey, Gary got to cozy on up to her. The good old mare, she ain't what she used to be. Can't we all say that? Actually, I am totally fine. <laughs> I and then she wakes. I can't handle how much I loved this whole sequence. I could write like a dissertation <laughs> on what you just played. I Me literally too. I could. I could. I where should we start? Someone I You have to cast her. Like you minutes. have to cast her in a future movie. That's what because the acting is just stellar. Go back. Oh, oh go, ba that. go back to what you're doing. My ankle. Here's what I love and what I just like rambled on to someone about for like 10 minutes who did not ask to for me to talk to them about this. <laughs> um on the other shows, when you have an injury, everyone kind of scatters because they're annoyed. They know you're about to get private time. You sort of know the like ethics of what you do in that situation. You let the bachelor tend to the injured. They get to have a second. And then they're going to go off and like have a real medical attention. So they kind of need the time, whatever. In this case, she goes down and they are like, we have been there for our children when they've delivered babies. We have been there with our friends through illness, sickness. We've lost spouses. We know how to be there for people. And they gather and they get close and they touch her. Like, it's like everyone has hands on her kind of. And she has to verbally <laughs> dismiss everyone to facilitate <laughs> what she was trying to achieve with the fake injury. And I've just never loved this version of the show so much clashing up against any kind of strategy that would have been informed by the other shows because it doesn't work when you have women wired like this. It's not possible. They just want to be there with her too badly. And she has to, in the most dramatic voice I have ever heard, say, go back. <laughs> like it rivals anything. <laughs> it rivals anything at the end of Titanic. It was like so into his neck. Go back. <laughs> And then you have Faith being like, I broke my ankle. Like, this is, sucks. And I'm thinking she did not, she did not even, her ankle is so fine. Yeah. Like, you know what Faith I mean? is just so, I, so genuine. Also, on the, on the normal version of the show, you would have all of the other women, once they scattered, go, like, talk shit. Mm -hmm. and be exactly. Like, How dare she fall and make it a whole thing. But instead, everyone's just like, I'm so glad April's okay. Yeah. Oh, look, she got some more Nancy. Nancy actually Or Nancy fractured. being like, um, actually, while we're at it, can we, can we take a beat and, like, check out my lower appendage? Because, like, things don't feel great. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get to that later, that reveal. It just was, I, if, this is it. This is, in this moment, why I love this show so much. It's yeah, this perfect. is, like, this, the franchise has peaked with this. Yes, it is, is so brilliant. Yep. I'm utterly it's obsessed. Perfect. Perfect. After April's fake injury, it is tournament time. And this is when Jesse Palmer reveals that the winning team will be featured in In Pickleball magazine. And I just have to say that having a magazine that has starts with the word in, in. is I don't like it. In in pickleball. Like that's why. Why would you name your publication that? I spent quite a long time thinking about it and I I mean Me too. <laughs> Whoever, whoever it's came not even up like with the in name. pickleball we trust or like in just in pickleball we're in it yeah we are in like at that the point just call it pickleball magazine yeah 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 no but you they needed that need the they needed the in maybe that's I, trademarked already I don't know maybe it was distressing to me you will be but in, Ellen, in pickleball. Ellen is unfazed because Ellen is obsessed with in pickleball magazine she's like for sure hasta la vista baby. <laughs> 
Ellen's my best friend in the future. I am just obsessed and in love with her. Uh, now that I understand who Ellen is, that she's just like a New York Jew from Long Island who went to summer camp in the Catskills, I just, I feel I deeply understand that, mm-hmm. her. The Catskills detail was yeah, It was, was clarifying. It, yeah, we, very yeah, important. It really told you so much about Ellen. I'm just, I'm really feeling her energy. There are four teams. Susan and Teresa are the purple picolettes. <laughs> April and Faith are the pinky dinkies. <laughs> Kathy and Ellen are the pickalicious paddles. And Sandra and Nancy are bitchin' kitchen. Which is my That's favorite, right? Bitchin' kitchen. That's why kitchen is relevant. It's yes. Because the kitchen is a part of the court. Now I understand. Yes. I admit I was confused, but I assumed there was just something I was missing there. Oh, I was just like, they're great cooks. So they're the bitchin' kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are as well. They also all are wearing these great coordinated outfits. And it's it's just, it's, a, it's perfect. It's perfect, yeah. The lime green was my favorite. The scallops. I was like, obviously, Ellen and Kathy are going to win. I know. Then. I know. It was really. But Bitch in Kitchen really. gives them yeah. a run for their money. Like, Sandra, it turns out, is just a natural. She's making wild plays. Everyone is gasping at her talent. And this is when we also learn that Sandra is missing her daughter's wedding Yeah, can we for talk this. about this? What? Well, the reveal of the information is what killed me. So you have Jesse going, and I think this is the quote, just want to point out that Sandra is playing with, Sandra is playing with two artificial knees and, and I was like, and is, I don't know, a Libra. Like, I was like, <laughs> what other fact is like sort of in this area and is missing her daughter's wedding? I was like, yeah, one of those facts is not like the other one. <laughs> I actually got upset. <laughs> yeah, I did too. As, as pretend if I was her daughter, I'd be like, mom. <laughs> like, No, clearly her daughter wanted her to go, but I yes. more was just like, I'm worried Sandra will regret missing this moment. I have a theory about this that I we can talk about later when the FaceTime happens, but I have a theory that's a little bit like... Okay, yeah. I, think I was yeah. wondering if it was like... It's the nuance between ha- wedding yes. and marriage, yes. I think. Yes. Yeah, I, I was uh, wondering the same thing. I yes. hope that is the case. Yeah, we'll get into it in a bit. Yeah. But the Picklicious Paddles take the championship match. And we have a clip of Ellen and Kathy really taking their victory lap. We came, we saw, we, we conquered. And I got to kiss Gary. Excuse me. I got to kiss Kit. Yeah, but my was nicer. I'm kidding. I got to kiss Gary. I got to kiss him. Excuse me. I got to kiss Gary. (laughs) So good. They've never, polygamy has never looked less strange than it has this season. I know. They're wearing it so lightly. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine like Ellen and Kathy as sister wives. I think it would work. That's what I mean. Yeah. They're ready. The, The connection between the women is what? You know, it makes you the come show. for the love and you stay for the sisterhood. Yes. Yeah, that season. is what makes so the show. And I think that's yeah. part of the reason it feels so painful to see some of these women horrible. go home. Oh, it's horrible, yeah. I've like, never beyond. questioned, like, the very format of the show. And from the first week, I've been like, you cannot do this. No, like, same. I genuinely, I need them to go to a different house or something. They can't, 
I don't. Yeah, I wish gone. it was like F Boy Island I was just style. Where yeah. I got to go to yeah. like a nice mansion after. Why don't they literally like, go to F Boy Island? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They need a Mojo like Jojo They need a Barbie note house. to note to Alon Gale. To Alon, please, yes. Please <laughs> make F Boy Island with women in their seventies. Yeah. Please to like help re-raise the F-boys that get sent to the F-boy island <laughs> are in punishment. Or also, honestly, I bet there is, like, quite a lot of F-boys in their 60s and 70s oh, who need absolutely. to be rehabilitated oh my God. by so Nikki Glaser. 100%. But just take these women. Don't recast. Yeah. We just want all yeah, no, no, no. the same this, this exact on F-boy we island. But that's them. what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't want any of them to leave. I don't want... I don't want to see any of them sad. I don't even want them to experience the loss of each other. Same. Out of the mansion. It's too painful. I'm also like very concerned for like Gary's health at that point. Me too. It's it's a lot of stress and anxiety to take on. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think get, he like, feels very so responsible mm-hmm. for everyone's emotional state. Like they're all so empathetic to each other that yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. But all of these women after the group date. After the pickleball tournament, they change into formal wear and have their after party during daylight hours <laughs> on the pickleball court. I love the day drinking love. cocktail party. It's the best. I am. Also, this is proof. You can give them more sleep. You don't yes. need. Yes. Th- you know, this is a That's tactic. what I thought about at the rose ceremony. I was like, these women are getting the rest they need. Mm-hmm. And it seems that Gary is also getting the rest he needs. It, no amount of rest is going to help protect him from the emotions no. he's feeling. <laughs> yeah. But it's certainly helping. And if they were, I, it seems like they did a kind of reorg after they started production because that first night was brutal in the way they always are. And I think all of them were like, oh, we're, wa- we have full lives. Yeah. We will just quit the You're show. Like, I yeah, cannot, we are cannot not doing, doing this. this. Yeah. No. So I think it's amazing to watch their well-being. You know, there's more phones. You get the sense that they're not so, like, tortured. It's just nice. Like, I, it's Yeah, nice. it helps. It helps the audience experience to feel like these people are being taken care of on a basic level. Yes. Yeah. It's so like comforting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like all the food on Love is Blind this season. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. They're so eating. so glad you have <laughs> eggs. I'm just really relieved you have so many all eggs. All we need now Very is glad. just, we got to see some chairs at the rose ceremony, and then we'll know. They're fully... That is of. such a good point, by the way. An optional seating, seated versus standing. Yeah, Natasha was Excellent. right. Mm-hmm. They need to hire her as a consultant for next Agreed. season. Gary and Sandra have a one-on-one chat, and this is where he brings up the fact that she is missing her daughter's wedding. And Sandra says she and her daughter talked about this, and it was something that her daughter wanted her to do. She's like, my daughter told me, you know, I have my guy. Go find yours. Go do something for yourself. And Gary seems a little, like, nervous that she made this sacrifice for him. Did you get that sense? Yeah. Yeah. I got the sense that, like, she'll probably go home next week. I think so. I don't sense that there's a ton of a connection between them. But I also think, I think there's probably a lot of information we didn't get that she relayed. And based on what happens next, my belief is that it is not, I don't know. Just what was on the screen. I just was like. They looked very casual. Yeah. yeah. Cozy. They looked like cozy and at home or something. So, But at first, before he did, it takes them like a solid minute to figure out (laughs) FaceTime. Which was so cute. I loved this moment. It was so good. They're like, wait, you press that. No, press that camera. 
that's yeah. and then Sandra's like, we're too old for this. <laughs> yeah. But they do it. They figure it out. They get her daughter and her daughter's husband on FaceTime and share a very sweet conversation. And I think, you know what, your explanation is making me feel better. So I'm gonna choose to tell that story to myself. Yes. Too, Allison. I, that's that what I think. I think you're right. I, it didn't I, look um, like they were in the middle of any, the wedding. No. No. Her no. hair wasn't done. Like it yeah. But it, I think that's like doesn't make it any less meaningful. And who knows if they were going to have a wedding or if it was just, they were just going to get married and that was going to be it. And so you never know, but what the show wanted wedding to conjure the stakes. Yes. Yes. Like they were up to their old tricks of like trying to raise the stakes for her not being there. And then I think the one thing that the FaceTime did is that it sort of was like, we weren't, I was expecting to see like, the reception. Uh, like a wedding gown. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was relieved to see what looked like a very cozy, happy couple at home. And at least that, like, maybe there wasn't, you know, that big event. Yeah, perhaps missing. they went to um, City Hall or they just went to yeah. get their marriage license or... yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. it's important for mom. can feel big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an important day for and, mom and daughter. And Yeah. And also, you know, it's clear that her daughter was very encouraging and wanted her to be there. And so, and that's that's what matters, right? If it doesn't bother her daughter, then whatever. As we saw last week, like they are capable of making decisions both for themselves and what they need and also for themselves in the other direction sometimes when they just need to be home. So Exactly. (sighs) Sandra is so touched by Gary offering her that FaceTime. And she's like, this man, he's just something different. He is. While this is happening, Teresa pulls Kathy oh. aside because Teresa's like, I just want to make sure we're good and everything's Our friendship okay. is so good that I like to check in on it Teresa? every six hours. I was like, Teresa. The sign of a very uh, healthy friendship is that you check on it. Like I check the like camera on my son while he's sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's always a good sign to always. be like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Are you still mad at me? Uh, friends usually love that. Um, yeah. I've learned. Well, if and, you're totally unaware of the thing that you keep doing that pisses them off, it would be very, it would feel very sort of confusing. You'd be like, I don't know. I think we're fine. I don't perceive myself doing anything wrong. But every, like, day <laughs> around Twilight, she gets mad at me. So just checking in. Teresa tells the camera that she doesn't hold grudges and nothing she did was malicious. She's just an open, honest communicator. What we do learn is that Kathy, on the other hand, I believe does hold grudges. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Kathy just reiterates to Teresa that she just doesn't want to hear anything that's going on between Teresa and Gary. It makes her anxious. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. She's trying to be like, look, this is a boundary. boundary. Yeah. But then Kathy goes back and brings up Teresa's comments the other night at the rose ceremony. And they just get into this whole very unproductive back and forth where they're talking over each other. We have a clip of part of this conversation. I want him to be with the best person. I truly you ever do. Remember the expression, don't kiss and tell? That's all I'm... Have you, okay. Seriously. So uh, that was a mistake. I made a big mistake and I'm yeah, so sorry. Uh, this, and maybe I say too much, but I'm, it's not malicious. I don't want it So can I just give you good. some friendly advice? Mm-hmm. Zip it. I also didn't... So friendly. Have, yeah, I didn't love when Kathy, too, was like, if I went up to you and was like, Gary told me that he's sending you home... How would you feel? I know. Well, I was was like, like, as someone who I was finding myself really relating to Kathy because I think I'd be very sensitive to information like that in this situation. And when she used that example, I was like, why did you have to like 
take it out of the right context, yeah. it would have been a helpful exercise, I think, to actually just flip it around one to one rather than like he's sending you home. Exactly. How would that feel? It's like, well, now <laughs> that I would hurt more. Yeah. Than just yeah. being like, I kissed him, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And also that's an absurd situation that would never occur because Gary would never tell someone who he's sending home. Yeah. No, I think, well, what I think is really hard is that she has tried to translate this information into a few different forms and none of them are translating. And so by the time Zip It comes out, I think it's exasperated. She's tried like flipping it around. She's tried saying, don't kiss and tell, like using old expressions that like maybe like are in her consciousness already. Exactly. She's tried using like explicit examples from their own private conversations together. And none of it is really like penetrating. And that's why I I felt for both of them. Me too. Because I think, yeah, Kathy's just at the end of her rope. She is living in very close quarters with this woman who is annoying the fuck out of her. (laughs) Yeah. And Teresa, I think, does have a good heart. And she does want to be friends with everyone. And she is just not good at, like, not even not good. She's very bad at reading the room. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're right, Allison, knowing the the right way to have that give and take to connect with someone. And so she's now feeling so anxious that Kathy doesn't like her. And everything she's doing is making Kathy not like her. Yeah. And it's yeah. just a, a the perfect storm. Yeah. I think also it might be that they connected early on. And so she put Kathy in her head as, like, her best friend and confidant yes. in the house. And Kathy is sort of like, I did not consent to that role in your life. Please stop putting me in that role. Yeah, I think Kathy's like, I Kathy's have in a Askin. friend group. She's an Askin. Like, yeah. she doesn't need. She's like, it's not Askin. Yeah, she's like, Askin. Askin. Askin took a real hit this episode. Oh, they sure it really did. did. Poor Susan. It's just, it's just now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary chats <sighs> with Ellen, Nancy, and Faith and tells the camera that Trista gave him some great advice. Stop looking for the woman you can live with and start looking for the woman you can't live without. I assume that is an original quote by Trista Sutter. I just love, too, that they've been using this in all the promos, but Gary Gary didn't even come up with it. It's Trista's. It's Trista's mantra. (laughs) I love that he delivers this, like, wow, Never thought about it that way. No one's no one's yeah. ever said it like that. Yeah, I can live with you, April, <laughs> but I can't live without Faith or His, Teresa. Like putting together an image of Gary, like pre this show, is so fun because, like, having not encountered an expression like that before, versus like ATVing quite frequently, is like <laughs> I'm just like so baffled. Like the more and he plays pickleball. Like the more details I get about his life, the less I feel like I can, I've ever encountered a creature such as this. In my, Adam in my is existence. convinced that he's AI. Every time he, <laughs> he's like, this is not a real man. <laughs> Will says the same thing. He's like, I don't know. He's too perfect. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Anyway. It's so funny. Faith tells Gary that she really feels like he could fit into her life. Because what she holds for him is precious. She's just, she's the more reserved of his suitors. Mm-hmm. But I do think that these two have a real connection. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will get into the rest of the episode. Can you keep up? I like love If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> 
Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And we are back, which means it's time for some conflict yeah. because Gary sits down with Teresa. And, and Gary really likes Teresa. You could tell just by yeah. his like, oh, you look awesome. Like he's always... When he says you're awesome, that means it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> he, he really, really likes your outfit <laughs> and you. <laughs> you look awesome. Um, she thanks him, too, yeah. for, like, the incredibly wonderful things he said to her when he came up to the bedroom to comfort her when she was crying. And he asked how things have been between her and Kathy since then. And immediately, Teresa's like, it's time to spill my guts. <laughs> of course. This is this is how it works, right? Yes. Teresa, the door is open Teresa's, Teresa's watched this show. She's like, he asked me directly. I have license to tell. <laughs> That's how it works. And Teresa says she truly thought that everybody would go on a date and then come back to the group and tell everyone about how great it was. 
And from day one, she says, Kathy has said to her, you're the one. I guess like you're going to be the winner. And so she thought Kathy was her BFF. And so she could just say anything to her. But, and here's where I think she softens it a little bit. She says, I just made the mistake of saying that we had a great date and Mm -hmm. connection. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Like Teresa. seven times. Yeah. And then one more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then about the bedroom. And then about the, okay. But she says, I was just trying to be so nice to Kathy and Kathy told me to snip it. She changes it to snip it and then Gary changes it back Eventually. to zip it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a little, I was like, snip it, zip it. What's going on? But yes. And Gary apparently it. hates that phrase because this oh he's so deeply he's offended really i love offended. that this is like the meanest thing that someone has done on this show mm-hmm. me too it's so great normally it's like she took my trophy threw it in the pool told me to fuck off said like that i have oh my no- god remember the like sex worker <laughs> like, rumor season like it yeah, has gotten yeah. so oh ugly on this show yeah but no zip and it zip it zip it bachelor is <laughs> zip it the trigger phrase zip it yep it's bad yeah, Zip it said on confrontation number six, where every other method of <laughs> yeah. conveying this to her has been attempted. And we know Kathy is like, she's locked and loaded. That could have been vicious if she wanted it to be. Oh, yeah. Zip it, I think, was. It and was yet, tame. It is the conflict for the season. <laughs> and Gary is horrified. He's like, I do not like to hear that women are speaking to each other with that level of respect. Yeah. He's like, this disturbance so- is very disappointing. <laughs> he keeps Immediately, calling I was it a like, disturbance. Is he a Jedi? I know, disturbance <laughs> yeah. in the force. I know, disturbance like, in the force. That's I can't what I hear too. that word without the force coming after it. Yeah. I had the wow. exact same thought. But he pulls <laughs> Kathy to get her side of things. And Kathy's like, look, I didn't come here to fight. We're all here to get to know you, Gary. But when people come in talking about their deep connections, it can feel hurtful. This is when Gary brings up the zip it comment. As we know, he's scandalized by it. And Kathy says, can I tell you what that means to me? And she explains about the exchange she and Teresa had at the rose ceremony about the bedroom. And that she told Teresa specifically that that's the kind of stuff she doesn't need to hear. But all Gary hears in this is that she's complaining that he comforted Teresa. Yeah. Which I do not think was her complaint at all. He didn't grasp what she was trying to say, which is basically like, I don't need to hear all the details of your relationship with Teresa, but she's telling me. And then she's telling me that you comforted her. He just hears that and he's like, Oh, but I also ran to you and comforted you and I gave you a rose. Like, that's the same. Yeah, he thinks that her chief complaint is that she's behind when that might actually be deep down the chief complaint. But the actual complaint she's, like, filing in this moment is, like, the the oversharing. And he does, like, just cut to what might be actually underlying it, which is, like, I've shown you basically equal amounts of affection and attention. Um, Kathy just which, knows that He's she not as into her. Not true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he knows that too. And at this point, he says, I'm beginning to see a rift here that I'm really not happy about. And Kathy is a scholar of the show. Mm-hmm. So she yep. says, I'm not a villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And she makes a really smart choice. I didn't know how she was going to play it when she came back to the group. And another smart choice, which is why she's not a villain is the way she handled it when she got back to the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does not increase the conflict. She does not escalate. Everyone says, how was your conversation? She says, great. 
It was great. And mm-hmm. she keeps the details to herself as she requested Teresa do. Mm-hmm. She does tell the camera that she's not getting a rose because of Teresa. And she says, I don't get it. Just zip it. <laughs> she will never <laughs> let that phrase die. It will always just be zip it, you Teresa. Know, I'm okay I with it. I want merch. Yeah. I want merch. She really should. Wow. That's a good idea. If I know she has a daughter, that daughter should be hopping on. Should this. be out yeah. here. If you're out there. Yeah, yeah. Making merch. Ultimately, the group date rose goes to Sandra because she, quote, gave up a lot to be here today. I to me, this was like, this is so sweet. And also Sandra's going home next week. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. He is, and this moment I realized that like this is really this next phase is gonna be like so hard for him because he makes a lot of decisions like this. And harmony and everyone loving each other and mutual respect and good vibes are extremely important to him. This is a very conflict-averse person, potentially avoidant on occasion. This is going to be really hard. He's walking headfirst into a part of the show where you cannot avoid, like, the worst kind of conflict where you're breaking people's hearts hearts and dreams, like, on purpose, knowingly. Not on purpose, but, like, knowing that you are. Um, he's going to struggle. And, yeah. He's going to struggle yeah, real you can't, hard. There's, this is kind of the last rose like that you can give. Yeah, he can't just it's be true. like... The rest are rose quartz. Yeah, <laughs> your feelings are hurt. Quartz. Here's a rose. You missed your daughter's wedding. Here's a rose. Exactly. Oh, no, now no, it's exactly. like... Can't, can't do it anymore because I think next week it's families. Like, the it goes down to the final. Yeah, yeah after next week. Family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one more week to Yeah, hometowns. so next week, like, the roses mm-hmm. will mean hometowns. Yeah. So... Now it's time for Leslie's one-on-one. And I I was having a long conversation with my mother because she and my dad are both watching this season. <laughs> they have never watched Bachelor. They're really into Golden Bachelor. My parents and are my, watching yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's like a date night mom, for them. It's yeah. great. My mom was yeah. like, I really like Leslie, but I think if she doesn't open up soon and show a different side to her, like she's not, she's not going to end up with Gary. Yeah. And I was like, mom, I think, Leslie's going to get the one-on-one. I think we're going to see it this next week. Here and you that are. Is exactly you knew it. What happened? The golden I knew daughter. It. Just I knew being it. right. Yeah, your mom will be so happy so too because Leslie <laughs> yeah, really opens up. My mom's going to be be excited. Yeah, I love Leslie, and she is just so excited for this date. She says she's never dated a guy like Gary, but he embodies everything she wants. And this is where we learn that her personal narrative is like I have been constantly abandoned Mm -hmm. by the men in my life. I've never had a partnership that feels equal. I have a lot of walls up as as a result. And she wants to let her walls down with Gary. Yeah. And let me tell you, when she stepped out of that car in those denim shorts and her red tank, she is so cute. I want to be Leslie. (laughs) Like, she looks incredible. I can't handle the 64 next to her name with that visual is just stunning. And, but not just the visual. It's like an energy. Yeah, she I has just, such beautiful energy. Her really energy, does. her energy I find very calming and comforting yes. and fun. It's just, it's like I want to embody the energy that Leslie is giving off. Confident. Yeah. Like it's really, she's an old soul and a new one. Like that, the youth and the openness to new experiences. And I don't know, I'm just, she, I feel like I've never seen she, any, anyone like, I mean, I haven't seen anyone like any of these women on yeah, television, yeah. but 
I can't even come up with an analog for her in other generations, like people I know or whatever. She's just a very new kind of person. Yeah, I agree. I really, I, this is making me think more, the more we see Leslie, the more I think she's either going to end up with Gary or being the next, uh, being the golden bachelorette if they go in that direction. I mean, especially when she says she has a bad picker, I think their ears are perked up probably. Yeah, they're like, ooh, well, that's a good season. That's a good season right there. She'll definitely make it far, though. Like, at least final three, Leslie. Absolutely. I I agree. (sighs) Gary rolls up on an ATV and... Leslie is delighted. I love by how this. they're both so, like they're laughing and giggling, embracing each other. <laughs> ATVing, woo, woo! They're ready for adventure. These two can have fun together. Yes. And Gary is like, "This is where I'm happiest. Spending time on a four wheeler." I mean, we also know now he used to ride motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like the details that keep coming out. It's like. It's just each one is more confusing than the next. Like the next thing he's going to say is like, I've been, I'm a professionally trained ballet dancer. I've been <laughs> like, I'm just, like, I, nothing can shock yeah. me. Just keep it coming. No. Like, yeah. I would believe yeah. at literally any detail. I speak Russian life. and Mandarin. Clearly though, and, like, he's just, probably been in a few relationships over the last few years, but he's definitely spent a lot of quality time with himself because he's definitely been yes. like ATVing and playing pickleball. Yeah, on vehicles, yeah. but go fast. Just having yeah, exactly. fun. <laughs> like. uh, so they get on these ATVs and Gary speeds off. And Leslie is a little nervous. She's like, um, is this vehicle going to tip over? Yeah. <laughs> Just like off this tiny road. She's like Gary. It looked a little harrowing. <laughs> Gary like, but speed. her nerves. Her nerves were part of what made her more colorful to me because the mm-hmm. the picture I had like it's now. And that I I'm think realizing, what like, Gary had too. Exactly. Like all the boxes I've just by instinct and decades of watching this show, I've like put people in these boxes. The box I had her in was like comfortable on a motorcycle, comfortable on an ATV, like hard to make nervous. When she expressed like reservation being on there, I was like, whoa, interesting. Like I. You know, and I think he felt the same way. Yeah. I liked it. I think that this was Leslie's moment to show that she isn't this, like, hard shell that Gary sees her as. Um, And, yeah, this went a long way. And Gary is feeling very protective. He, like, ends up hanging back and lets her go ahead of him so he can make sure that she's safe. And then they end up sharing an ATV and Leslie, like, wraps her arms around Gary's waist. They ride off together. (laughs) And Leslie says, I feel like he's the man I've been searching for for a long, long time. I've had an experience I'll never forget. And something that I've been so struck by for a lot of these women is that they aren't talking as much about, like, I need to end up with Gary. And they're talking a lot more about the things that this experience has awakened in them. And the ways in which they feel seen or alive or valued in a way that yes. they haven't like in a while. What Ellen says later is so yes. like, you know, about the invisibility that happens with age and that they all feel desired and seen and thought about and listened to. And I mean, God, what a, f- a devastatingly low bar. Yeah. But how wonderful that this show has given and what April says too. Like, yes. you know, oh all of God. them. I also love like using language like I've had an experience I'll never forget without putting any more stakes on it than right, yes. either. just taking it for what it is is very like 
that kind of zen, like, this is all I have for now. Yes. Yeah, that, like, this experience has value. And it's in that experience, not about, am I going to marry this man? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's so, like, evolved and something I'm going to try to emulate. Like, it's very healthy. As I said, I would like to be Leslie. (laughs) Because they, you know, they all felt like they would never have these kind of experiences again. Like, they didn't know that they'd be able to fall in love another or have the feelings of love again or the excitement or the first kiss it's very indictment of our culture frankly and the way that we treat older women and I think that you know we're all like the same age and sort of looking out on the precipice of like entering our middle age years and there is like a terror at entering a phase of life in the future you know if we're lucky where people don't want don't care about seeing us. And that is like just something that is the reality of growing up as a woman. Um, And so it's, I don't know, there's something comforting to me about like seeing these women vocalize that and also push back on that. And the show pushing back, the the very existence of the show is pushing against that idea where now these women are the ones I think about more than like anyone. I mean, Brittany, and these women are the ones that I'm thinking about more than anyone else right now, you know? And like, because, you know, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, every time, mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say. So it's like, a, it's, it's in and of itself making that point of like, no, be invested in them, be invested in their story, watch them kiss, watch them fall in love, watch them have the, those sparks reignited in there. And then hopefully continue to follow their stories and watch them. Like that's the part. I want to see what these sparks do over time. Like, I'm just excited. Me yeah. too. Back at the mansion, we now oh. have my favorite <sighs> scene I've ever. maybe ever seen on all of television. Oh, so good. Like, I, the delight. The de- everything utter about it. delight. Every single thing about it. Susan is running a game of never have I ever. And instead of making it a drinking game, it's an eating game with pints of ice, ice cream. cream. My and you have, you dream. have... Sandra's Chekhov's lactose intolerance. Yes. Just hovering, hovering right there the whole time. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. I'm here to play. Let's do it. Exactly. Susan. And and, yeah, Susan starts. And we have, I think we have a clip of some of what goes down. Never have I ever kissed another woman's husband. Oh. I have. <laughs> Kissing another woman's husband? Really, April? Never have I ever had sex in a workplace. God. <laughs> Sandra. My husband and I did it everywhere. Good for you. Take I two bites. You know. Take two bites. I've had sex in the workplace. And if I was married, I'd do it again. (laughs) By the way, I should not be eating this ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant. I'm going to regret it. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, I'm so obsessed. I I was texting Lee. I was like, how do we even choose one clip? clip I was like, we got to clip the whole thing. I need the whole scene. I know, like, I didn't want it to end just now. Like, yeah, I was like, no, I need to rewatch it. Kathy goes next and she says, never have I ever had sex in the back of a car. And everyone there <laughs> everyone has, except everyone Kathy. else has. And Kathy's like, April. what? 
Cat Faith says, like, who hasn't done that? Yeah. April's like front seat, Is it April back seat, like on the steering, on the steering wheel? wheel. Kathy's like, on the steering wheel. <laughs> Kathy is like, God damn it. I got to go have sex in a lot of places now. She's like, some of these ladies have done everything in the book. I've got a lot of catching up to do. I love that that's her response. Me too. Just, They're also supportive of each other's experiences and like delighting in this. And April says, Never have I ever been with a woman sexually. And Susan's like, fuck. <laughs> and did. goes and eats some ice cream. <laughs> and the ladies are like, she, Susan needs some more ice cream. <laughs> I also like that they're not scandalized by that. There's no judgment in this. They're just like, ha, yeah, Susan, like laughing together. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, it's chapters of life. Like, yeah. it's just a different, like, when we played Never Have I Ever in college, we're like in the middle of doing all the things that we're drinking for. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, one of those things happened like a week ago versus decades ago where like it's a fond version of yourself to look back on that feels like a different human being, but also like the continuity of you through time. It's just so beautiful. And that's why there's no judgment. There's no shame. There's just ownership of all of it. And it's just awesome. It's just and I love that it's so sex positive. And I love that this show is like reminding us to like stop doing what we do as a culture, which is to like just remove any idea of sexuality from women past, like, I don't know, 40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, but they're like, no, these women, like, yearn to be sexually active now, were sexually active quite recently, mm-hmm. like, celebrate it, are into it. Like, don't forget, like, don't, you know, don't turn that off in your association with them. Yes. And it's like, Sandra is ready to fuck in an to art place tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And these ladies yes, have experience. <laughs> these are experienced women. Like they Sandra's are. Sandra's like, I have two new knees. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Imagine what I could do. <laughs> they are not in the workplace. Human bone cartilage. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> I know. I was so into this. I loved it. So good. Back I wonder to... how their kids felt about it. Though. Oh, I, I did know. wonder that. <laughs> I was wondering that too. But I love that they did it anyway. Yeah, this is, they are full humans and yeah, exactly. the show is letting them be full humans. Exactly. And they're letting so us great. know how we can be full humans. Like, I'm like, I gotta take some notes. These are the things I need to accomplish <laughs> yeah. by the time I hit six. I need to, like, sex yeah. on a steering wheel question mark. Yeah. Like, I start drawing dra- diagrams, trying to figure out, like, what angles. Next week, yeah. I'm gonna call you all over for a game of Never Have I Ever with ice cream. Perfect. And we're yeah. gonna be like, we're gonna be nothing. like, I did it. I did it. I did it on the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> A week ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's perfect. Back on Leslie and Gary's date, they are now discussing their four-wheeler ride. They are safely on land, um, (laughs) not on wheels. And Leslie is just giddy. She's like, I was scared at first, but Gary made me feel safe. And she tells him, my feelings for you have really grown today. She says, my friends and I are always talking about, I wish I could take that from this guy and that from that guy and mesh them all together. But you embody it all. And Gary is just like staring like, into her. Oh, I know. So just wistfully. just You're like, this man. The intimate. connection is really, yeah. Is so into her. <laughs> like So into her to the point that I, this is the first time I got a little bit worried because, and I, it dissipated over the course of the date, but in this exact moment, I worried, I think because she's subdued, I'm used to seeing such effusiveness on the part of the contestants for the lead that it felt like, oh God, is she actually not that into him because she's 
I think subdued is the right word. Like it, it just. She's even. I, I, her like tone yeah, is kind exactly. of even keeled. Exactly. And but he her is words. smitten. He's, he's gobsmacked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. She tells him, you're funny, you're sensitive, you're kind. And I really want a true partnership, with his, which is something I don't feel like I've ever had. Oh, I know. This that like, that just, hit me. That made me so sad. Yeah. And we got, we like, finally get like. This woman who's been like, married twice. Yeah, a little bit of her children, backstory. Ad- that sense of having done too much alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alone with other people. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Alone with other people. That's exactly why it like hit me and made me sad. Yeah. We have a clip of part of what she says to him. I don't have the best picker and I want to be. What do you mean you don't have the best picker? No, I don't. You haven't been on point in the past? No, I have not. Okay. No, I, I don't know. I told you, but I have been divorced twice and I was a single mother, you know, so I did everything on my own and I literally got through it. Sometimes I don't even know how. No one was had my back, except then when I had my children and of course when they grew up, they all have my back. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> I really so there is something about a single mom that now that I'm a mom and I have a partner and a very like, you know, dedicated father at home, I don't even know how women do it. I really don't. I don't either. And it just brings the tears to my eyes thinking about labor, like just the emotional, like physical labor too, but emotional, ta- you know, the mental state of a mother. Oh my god! And doing that by yourself. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> it's it's a lot. I I also think what was it was brave of her to talk about for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that. And it's and it's um, a tribute to him, and it almost happens when she says, "I don't have a good picker." It is very easy for the person you're saying that to, who you are actively in the process of picking, to take it personally. Mm. Like, oh, what do you? Which he kind of does. Like he laughs weirdly at that line, and then what she's saying is like, "No, typically before this, yeah, this is corrective." Like. I'm trying to correct this. Before this, my picker wasn't good and it resulted in a lot of things that I didn't like. And I'm trying to amend that. But there are there are people who could receive that in all kinds of ways. And that makes it like doubly brave of her to share it, I think. Mm-hmm. He also asks her how long she's been by herself. And she says 22 years. I mean, she says, I've had relationships in that time. Yeah. But, you know, she she hasn't been married in 22 years. And it sounds like she hasn't had perhaps like a really significant long relationship. I think that's a big distinction. Like back to what we were saying about, or what you were saying, what we were saying, what you were saying last week about the fact that he's had other relationships. I was not there. (laughs) I I mean, you were in a sense. I mean, I'm always there. I'm just on the Zoom, but my camera's (laughs) off. Um, But like back what he was saying last week, like I think it's different once you have had like long stretches of marriage under your belt. You just look at other relationships in a very different light and marriage becomes what actually constitutes and all that it encompasses to them, it seems to many of them, what actually encompasses like a real relationship. So when she says alone and then she said, I had relationships, it sounded like impossible to my ears initially. And then I realized like, no, we're just dealing with different time spans, different standards of what is quote, like real, you know, it's just. I love her. 
And Leslie also says that if the Golden Bachelor had been anyone else, she might have left. And she's really there because it's Gary and because she sees something between them. And he just goes for the kiss at this point. He's like, I've been staring at your beautiful blue eyes for so long. I need to make out with your mouth now. (laughs) He goes in passionately. It's very sweet. Leslie says uh, their relationship has jumped to another level today and she feels super secure with him. And he agrees. He says, you know, she's opened up. She's let all of her guard down. I think she's giving me a piece of herself. And the feeling that he has with her is just really warm, affectionate closeness. Um, And they both, yeah, they both cheers to each other's beautiful blue eyes, which, yes, they both have incredible, incredible, like the way they stare at each other. I can feel that affectionate closeness. Like you can really feel it between them. Yeah. Yeah, for the first time, especially in the jacuzzi. Well, let's talk about this. Gary takes his shirt off, and he has a lion tattooed. A lion. When I say I zoomed, I like went up to the screen to get closer. I was like, "Is that? Do I? Is that what I think it is? Is that a giant lion on his shoulder?" And the answer is yes. It is. Yes. Gary's a tattoo guy. Gary's a motorcycle guy. He's a tattoo guy. A lion tattoo guy. He's a cry guy. guy. Just courage, (laughs) nobility, strength. Oh, my God. Valor. It fits. It's Gary. It's Gary. It works. (laughs) They hop into a hot tub. The hot tub of The Bachelor. Yeah, it might not be as steamy as their makeout session was, is what I noticed. No, I think it's (laughs) probably like the jets are off and it's lukewarm, lukewarm. is my guess. But their kiss is hot. Let me tell you, we've talked about how, you know, we were nervous uh, to see how they approached kissing on this show. I think this was like such a hot kiss. I was so into it. It was so hot. They have great chemistry. I love seeing this on my screen. Give me more. I just. They have done such a good job, as we keep saying, of like showing the sexuality Mm -hmm. of these women, but not making it like a, a not making it a joke or um, any sort of moment to be gawked at. It's just like no. these it is two it is. are into each other. They're no. going to kiss. Yep. Then they're going to move on. Like It's not sensationalism. It's right. not nope. like, you know, it's in the clips that are for coming things, but it's not like, you know, in the cold open or anything. It's not like it's being not like projected. slowly zooming in. It's like they we're don't not play the sexy music it. under it. Yeah. No. yeah. It's just, we know they have musical choices to make. And they, they, <laughs> well, yeah, they, they spent their budget respect. on uh, yes. the, the big song. So. Exactly. <laughs> on boothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the rose into the hot tub, and obviously Leslie accepts. They keep making out. Good for them. I uh, love to see it. I ship it. I ship I it hard. Me too. What was funny about the tattoo was that it's I'm so used to seeing them on this franchise that like seeing a tattooed arm getting into a hot tub like didn't register for me at first. And then like I did like a double take and I was like, wait, no, the body attached to this is Gary. Yeah, yeah that's like, Gary. This uh, isn't one of the people in like on the beach yeah. in the next two hours. Like this is this is Gary, Gary. Turner. Yeah. And I also yeah. was like looking for others. I was like, is there any more? Like, I know. Now I, I want to know how many know. tattoos. He's got a great golden tan. He's truly, he's the golden bachelor for sure. Back at the mansion, poor Sandra 
It's sick. The, the lactose has <laughs> too much up ice with her. cream. <laughs> too, she's got an upset belly. Poor baby. She knew it was coming. She knows her body. Mm-hmm. She probably was, was just like, it. look, I already got she's a got rose. rose. Like, I don't I need, need to be rest. there for the rose ceremony. So I'm going to live she's on like, the edge. If Corinne Olympios can just take a nap arbitrarily, I can definitely take a lactose yeah. tolerance. Yeah. Tolerance you know, good for her. On her bottom she's, bunk. She's too. good. Poor, poor thing. I know she's so cute. She's like in her pajamas, like in bed. Adorable. Yes. And this is when we also learned that Nancy got a stress fracture during pickleball. Uh, I was worried someone was really going to get her. You know, we thought I knew, I knew one of them one. is was going to like it was an inevitability. And they were working hard so, on that pickleball yeah. court. Like, I mean, Sandra yeah, was like flying were. herself into the crowd. So I'm surprised she wasn't hurt. Well, it's those knees, yeah. those new knees. Mm-hmm. They're just working overtime. <laughs> Bionic. But. Nancy still looks absolutely gorgeous, even in her boot. She's this little, like, crinkly red dress on. She is gorgeous. They all really are. Beautiful. I also They're, am yeah. inspired by her commitment to her Invisalign. Oh, it's, I didn't okay. even notice. She's, she's, right. wearing she, she's wearing Invisalign. That, as someone who has done and Invisalign, I, love, I thought I too. spotted that, too. I've done it, too, yeah. Well, what threw me off is yeah. she speaks totally normally. And she doesn't so, have the list I speak, that I had. <laughs> yes, I speak with a pronounced <laughs> yeah. lisp. That says it is the middle of the night. And, um, but I was looking at my screen and I was like, I think she's got her Invisalign on. And I was like, I am obsessed with someone who is like, I am going on national television, but my orthodontist mm-hmm. told me to wear them 23 hours a day. And so help me God. I will do it. I will be wearing yeah, them. Yeah. She's like, hours every time you open it. that container, it does say 22 hours yeah. or 23 hours yeah, exactly. a day. Like, and she doesn't exactly. have to announce it. I remember when I did my Invisalign, I was like, everyone, I need to take this out now so I can eat and then I'm going to put it back in. Oh, yeah. I was so, I was like, just so, <laughs> so, so you know, it's Invisalign. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm so sorry. I'm wearing Invisalign. Everyone's like, we didn't notice. Yeah. Nope. I'm like, it's like Jess no, on the beach I being like, I, I, I'm bloated today. That was me uh, with my Invisalign. That was me. I, I feel like I, I have to eat and then I have to. Don't look at me. I've <laughs> never related to Jess more than that. Sorry, wrong show, but seriously, oh, that was. No, it's okay. Everyone, you know, we can just go back and forth. That's the, <laughs> yeah, the, beauty, the beauty of this franchise. Good. It's all okay. connected. But everyone in the mansion is really nervous for this rose ceremony because they they know this is like it things are getting real it's really getting down to just a few women gary arrives he is anxious also it's so hard to say goodbye to any of these women but he knows there can only be one at the end of the journey oh. and here's Teresa, Teresa ready with his orange juice cocktail do we I still don't I'm know what it so is. I'm so distressed by the fact that we do not know what this drink is. Is it straight OJ? Is it a screwdriver? Is it a tequila sunrise? I need like a 60 minutes we need investigation. <laughs> Me too. It I look I literally at the top this week. Like I No, there's definitely orange juice in there. But is it 100%. Like what else is It could in also there? just be like Egg yolk. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, what? <laughs> we need a Chiron that's like, this is the recipe for what? I'm like very distraught. I tried, I, I've i tried to get this answer and no one will tell me. I'm like, what are you hiding? Okay. Yeah. Is it Metamucil? <laughs> yeah. Like, just beyond, like, no judgment. We Maybe some mer- emergency. Yeah. Keep By the way, healthy. very smart. Yeah, he's got a lot yeah. to do. He's he like, it's be. a little he athletic greens and emergency yeah. and... <laughs> And a little orange slice on top. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. going to go become like a, like, what is that? Like super blooms or whatever, like an influencer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I oh. noted in the notes, can, we already kind of did, but the daytime cocktail parties. I'm like, so 
Listen, we're in our thirties. I'm a. I like to day drink. I need. I need an I early. I like to be in bed by like eight p.m. Here's uh, the thing, though. Same it as requires these women. <laughs> two looks. Two looks per yes, cocktail party, and that is. We saw like you know. We saw big evening at the rose ceremony, and that's a very short amount of screen time for those dresses. So yes. it does require some clothing math that that's, is different. That's absolutely the, true. But, but it did give us Susan's jumpsuit. Oh, which so is worth good. anything oh. because divine. Susan's style. I need like speaking of dissertations that I need. I know. I and need. the way she styled her hair for this was. She, I mean, she's so been doing she's hair for, yeah, <laughs> for thirty years. 30 years. Okay, I don't that know if moment, you've forgotten. That moment killed me. I could never. I mean, and never. this after whipping up meatballs, <gasps> probably. I mean, the girl. Yeah, the- she's making meatballs every day at seven a.m. <laughs> I mean, Susan. God, <laughs> she's got so much time. <laughs> Sandra's like enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sandra's like, my poor stomach can't take no it anymore. No more ice cream or meatballs. <laughs> Speaking of Susan, Gary grabs her first. She is in that hot pink jumpsuit. It's perfect. And she's like, this is do or die. Like, I need to take advantage of this one on one time with Gary. And he has a gift for Susan oh. a rose quartz. And he tells her it represents empathy and strength. And she has those qualities, and they remind him of his late wife. Uh, and he says, that's the highest compliment I can pay to someone. It's so uh, sweet. I love how he, like— so sweet. He has these little moments where he thinks about specific women. Like, he gives Ellen that picture. And then this week, he thinks about Susan. So He's really thoughtful. Oh, Gary. I know. No. Susan's so elated by this. And— and I they also kiss. love, like, that there's no sense of uh, when w- hearing that the highest compliment he can give is that someone reminds him of Tony evokes nothing but gratitude and feeling moved by that compliment. And That's a great we've point. seen yes. this in the younger franchises that can have a very, like, threatening. People can be threatened mm-hmm. by someone in the past who was, like, a great partner or something. And and it's just nice to see someone really understand what that means and, like, just accept it and take it And in. feel so, yeah, feel so moved by it. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Kathy just knows it's the end of the road for her. <laughs> she peeks out she's and like, she, like, sees Susan and Gary <laughs> kissing and she's just like, oh, no. And then I'm when going she's home. like, let me see it. Let me see it. Yeah. Show me the What's murder. in the Show box? me the murder weapon. <laughs> yeah. Let me just look. Oh, God. And then she, like, puts it away. She's like, I can't. I just... I know what's happening. I know what's happening. I really relate to Kathy in this moment because I am also, like, the anxious person that that knows and is, like, trying to prepare for rejection all the time. Yeah. And then you just go crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's what led me to years of therapy. Um, Same. (laughs) And Gary checks in on, on Sandra, who's in bed in her PJs. And Leslie is telling everyone from the comfort of having a rose that Gary really has a tough decision to make. She's very nervous for all yeah, of her friends. She's like, I'm nervous for all of you. <laughs> oh. And this is when Ellen says what you were talking about earlier, Allison. She says, it's hard getting older. It's hard getting older and falling in love. Oh. And she's experienced her feelings being ignored. She didn't think this would happen for her again. And so she's like, I just, I have to tell Gary how I'm feeling. Yeah, so uh, Ellen sits with Gary and tells him that the more she gets to know who he is, the more nervous she gets because he's brought out a spark in me that I didn't realize how much I needed. And I think we have a clip of what she tells him. I mean, I can't remember the last time 
I felt this way, giggling, laughing, kissing. And I'm so happy, yet apprehensive, but I feel the need and the want to take a leap of faith and tell you, because I don't want to lose that opportunity that I haven't had in innumerable years. I'm falling in love with you, Gary, and it's really hard. I think we're all crying. Oh. We're literally all crying. I, it's so, I mean, well, when she says, I'm so happy, but I'm so apprehensive, it's just honest and it's real. And yeah. she's I'm looking around. Love you and it's really hard is mm -hmm. like the arc of the show. That's like the sub, that should be like the subtitle. And she's not delusional about it. Like the perspective all of these women bring where she's like, I'm telling you this thing. And also, I'm aware that this might go away. Yeah. Like it, yep. oh, I just, I, I love them all. I know that's what breaks your heart oh, is no. like, it's scary enough to fall in love and have these feelings, but now you're in the Bachelor franchise when you know there's I only know. one of you going to be at the end. So of course you're going to be like second guessing your relationship probably for the rest of the journey now because it's yeah, very serious right. and he can but what's only so healthy pick one. Instead? Exactly. What's so healthy instead is that in the light of that, they are doing their best to appreciate what is and what can't be taken away from them, even if he exactly. decides to send them home. And that's what's the so feelings. beautiful to see. And exactly. And for her to express, though, that it's really hard. And then when she says, you're going to make me cry. And he says, well, me too. And then they hug each other and cry. I was just like, I love this show so much. I know. I'm also just like at that point, like drenched in my own tears. Like, Same. I'm not okay. This completely broke me. No. And this is where we get what Gary said in the cold open mm -hmm. that, you know, the last yep. time he heard someone tell him these things and look at him that way, it was Tony. And he says, when I lost Tony and I thought the world ended, I never thought I'd say it again. And yet I am. I'm seeing it and feeling it. Oh, Gary. Because they're on the same page. Mm. It's just that feeling of like you never or just like what Ellen said, the spark, you know, the spark of coming alive, like feeling alive again. Yeah. I think that we so in our culture think about love and romance and like excitement as pr the purview of the young. Yes. And mm -hmm. that's just not true. Like any, right, like any human can experience these kind of feelings. Any human can can find a new, a new spark, a new relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that everyone on the show is being like, wow, yeah, I can. That's, these things I thought I had experienced and were only in the past are actually in the present. And yeah. that's really powerful. Also, I feel like, yeah, doesn't she say like giggling, kissing? Yeah. Sorry. I didn't yeah. Mean to cut you off, no, like. you're fine. I was just thinking like our culture lives so much for like milestones, like the engagement, the wedding, yeah. the baby, or prom, or like you're always looking forward to that thing. And then eventually those things end and you're just living life. Um, yeah, you're just in it. And you don't ever think that's a big moment perhaps will happen again. And these women and Gary are getting that. They're getting the, that so that cool. feeling again. It's it's really special. Yeah. What I'm also realizing why you said that, which I think is such an astute point, is that they are what we expect of women in this chapter is for their offsprings 
milestones yes. to be yes. as important as if they are their own, like your daughter's wedding, like your daughter's delivery. But these women are trying to, and you know, it takes a lot of strength because you're going against both maybe like your instinct and what you've absorbed about what your role is supposed to look like. They're trying to be like, no, I want milestones. Yep. They're not prescribed by a high school schedule, but I want them now. I want them for myself. Like yours are yours and I'm celebrating them with you, but they're not mine. It's not a vicarious ownership thing. And I think that's really amazing to see modeled. Absolutely. Yep. Ellen says she feels like she's found the love of her life. She's shaking, excited. Her heart runneth over. They kiss and they hug. And she keeps saying, one more. Just one more. <laughs> Just one more. Okay. One more. I love her voice. Oh, that New York accent. It just really it's, it's like my mom and all her friends. It's just it's, it's so, so comforting. Cute. Yes. And Ellen has made Gary realize how much farther along some of his relationships are than the others. He's like, I have to re- make the right decisions. He and Nancy then have a conversation. And Nancy just says to him what is true and is obvious to her, which is that it's clear that he's more passionate with some of the other women and she feels like he has narrowed down the group and she's not a part of that. And instead of talking around it, he just says, I'm really not going to dispute that. I know. And they both tear up. They hug goodbye. They wish each other the best. She says, I really hope you find your happiness. It's just, it's so respectful. It really is. And devastating. I know. And devastating. I I know. I love, I love Nancy so so much. It's just, and he doesn't do the thing that I think sometimes we see leads do where they like try to talk around it and then almost end up gaslighting the person who's calling out that differential. Well, I think it's also because the producers have a lighter hand. So they're not yes. forcing him into a rose ceremony where he has to dump her. And I think sometimes when that happens on the show, it's because the producers are like, we, you can't lose this person until the rose ceremony. So you have to right. say whatever you have to say to, to get say them. anything mm-hmm. to make them stay. Yeah, no. The, and, and But it reads, that kind of thing it's is crazy. Because so nice. like we, we can all yeah. see what's going on and every both of the people involved can see what's going on. And so it is so nice to just not yeah. have that be the situation. And it doesn't, take any of the drama or the stakes out of it. Like, they don't need that, that, like, false tension. Yeah, no. Because it's just as affecting to watch someone realize where they stand and the other person say, like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's, you're right. Yeah. Uh, And then just seeing, like, the women just flock around her. They love each other. Group hug, like, weeping. I think that's why Gary feels horrible too. It's not only his journey, but he knows these women are experiencing something that they will look yeah, back. He you takes know, it's that like to a, heart. Yes, he takes it to heart. He knows that they're friends. He cares about them all. He knows they care about each other. Oh, but when I they mean, hug each I other, keep, like the group hug. It's so sweet. Yeah. That's why I keep thinking about what he said in maybe week two, where he's like, we're all friends. Yeah. Like, we're all friends here. We have this baseline of friendship. And I think that's where the respect comes in because they do yeah. all think of each other as friends. So RIP the end. That's now just ask. I know. <laughs> he walks Nancy out and he's upset. He's like, 
my heart is breaking because I know other hard goodbyes are coming and there's nothing I can do about it. And that brings us right to the rose ceremony. The outfit change has occurred. Yes, they're, they're all in full up. glam. It's full glam. They're still standing. <laughs> Natasha's pleas have gone unanswered. And Kathy points out that they're more than halfway through now. Sandra is sick. Nancy went home. Leslie has a rose. And everyone is stressed. She and Kathy also knows, like, she's going home. Yeah, she's like, we had that tough conversation at Pickleball. Like, I'm, I'm- Kathy's no dummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, none of these women, they all understand. They all know what's going on. They're very aware. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And the show is letting us see that. Like, I'm also aware that the show could do what it usually does and make it all seem more dramatic and heightened by removing the self-awareness and not letting us see into the intuitive just experienced level versions of these women. And I'm very grateful that we get that, you know? Me too. It's nice. Gary comes out and tells the women this week has been a roller coaster, high highs, some lows, saying goodbye to Nancy was difficult. And he's like, these roses have a lot of significance. And knowing all of you has made me a better man. But of course, two women have to leave tonight. Leslie and Sandra have roses and the other roses go to Ellen, Faith, Susan, and Teresa. The second week in a row that Teresa is getting the final, like, punishment rose. Yeah. It's the tension. They have... Yeah, I can't tell what's going on there. Yeah. But he's just... He's into her. Which means... I think he also just doesn't like conflict. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) He hates conflict. This means Kathy and April... Our resident comedians are going home. <laughs> I'm so sad. What I'm, are we going to do with that? Well, we're going to have fun. We're still going to love it we without have Sandra. them. But yes. And we have Susan. Sandra and we have Susan. Mm-hmm. Susan. We yeah. have S. We have S. But I think that Sandra and Susan <laughs> are the ones going home next week. I know. Next week. That's my I agree with you. And then it will get so. really real. Really, really real. <laughs> so then it's just going to be like so much earnest energy. Just, it's going to be. We're just going to be hysterical <laughs> crying because it's going to yeah, be Yeah, it's, it's only going to be tears. We're we going to have no coming. moments. You know what? <laughs> you know what was cracking me up is watching. So watching his little speech before the rose ceremony, they're all such active, empathic listeners. They're nodding. They're smiling <laughs> along. And they didn't have footage that they rely on heavily during other rose ceremonies of everyone just standing stoically and looking forward with no emotion. Such a all, good point. Anytime they cut away to the group, even if no one was talking, all the women were doing that because <laughs> there's no universe where someone is talking and they're not like fully with him. Yes. And so they had no, they do not have footage of all of those women just staring straight ahead not talking or <laughs> emoting with someone else. And that so is true. like why I love the show. Oh. Kathy and April both also have such lovely exits. They all hug. Yes. They hug the other women goodbye. And April says to Gary, like, God bless you. I had a great experience. And all the ladies the are other like, women. I love you, April. April, we love you. I mean, I know. also love April. She's delightful. <laughs> She she thanks them for the good times and she tells the camera, like, I'm so ready for love. I know it's not over for me. I mean, what a contrast is that statement than a 24-year-old leaving the show saying, I will never find love. love. I'm yeah. gonna be alone for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It makes it, ang- it angers me when I think about it. Like these are women who never thought they'd find love again. And now they have like as Gary would say, hope. They have hope that, yes, they can love you again. You don't 
Stop, stop believing. believing. <laughs> but if you're 24 and you know Zach the Bachelor, you stop believing. You're, you're stop believing. Like, yeah, you're like it's so upsetting. Zach Shalcross will yes. never marry me now. Yeah, or you <sighs> wasted my time. I, I I don't have a career because of this show. Like, yeah, uh, just this just, bitter energy April. and not on this yeah, show. No, no, there's no anger. It's like gratitude and acceptance and perspective. Kathy says goodbye to Gary and he walks her out. She says, you know, I'm really sad, but I also get it. Like he's made stronger connections with some of the other women. They wish each other well. And we have a clip of the rest of this exit. The best, best. I'm really sad to say goodbye, but I have to face the reality. He's made stronger connections with some of the other women. I hope you find your guy and your true love. And I wish the same for you. I really do. I know. You deserve it. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Good luck. I am who I am, and people either like me or they don't. But, I mean, look at this. Who can say no to this? And rejection's not fun. I mean, I might burn the house down before I leave. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, that sense of humor and that, like, yeah, I've lived life. Like, rejection sucks. This feels like shit. I also but just love Kathy's on. vibes of like when she's in a group setting or just with Gary, she's like this calm, loving best friend. The minute a door <laughs> shuts, that, she's that like woman arson. is off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I but what I love it. is like, yes, she's like, rejection hurts. He's not a villain. The other women aren't villain. Yeah. Rejection as an experience is a tough one, but that does not an indictment on any of the people involved in my rejection. Yeah. Like, what a mind blowing concept yeah. that like I know rejection Her, is the yeah. the wisdom that's what the and, yes. and re- rejection is a universal experience basically yeah like yes. it is it is something that everyone will experience in some capacity or another and she knows that and she also knows she's gotten through it before and so she'll get through it again and she yeah. oh god the joke about. I might burning burn the house down. The house. And then the like <laughs> coda to the episode too it looks like yeah, April yeah. was like kind of trying trying to, <laughs> to burn the house down. <laughs> Maybe oh the house needs a hard reset. Yeah, yeah the credit but sequence after the wildfires. Is... It's a little, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Also, like, yeah, exactly. I was like, no more smoke. We don't. April, calm down. She's like, I've never seen someone sage Smudge. as aggressively so hard as April does in the credit sequence. <laughs> I was like, usually, I feel like it's not doesn't have that much smoke. No, she's like, I just sent. Is so it many called tears. smudging? I meant to look this up. What's the difference between burning sage and smudging? Is that the same thing? Yeah, smudging is the... This is according to (laughs) Savannah Wellness Resort and Spa. Smudging (laughs) is the ritual of cleaning the energy of a physical space, object, or person. If you have a meditation ritual, you can burn sage or Palo Santo before you practice. I mean, that house needed so much saging. Like, it (laughs) I know. Well, she's like going by the staircase. She's like, the tears are here. Yeah. I like, banish light, you. Light our way tonight and forever and ever. Out with the bad, in with the good. The ladies are coughing, like gagging on smoke. They're also saying, she's a fairy. Yeah, yeah I know. They're just sitting on a couch together like, look at her Apriling, just being a fairy. Like, it's just so... I also don't know if you guys have pets at home or, you know, husbands, spouses, partners. (laughs) When that fire alarm went off, both my husband and my dog freaked out. Like, my dog barked for (laughs) solid five minutes. I was like, no, it's not our house, buddy. It's just April. That was just on the TV. 
<laughs> Susan is like trying to air April. it out. <laughs> it's so good. Next week, it appears that they finally get to travel. Yes. He also has a one-on-one with Faith. They go to some sort of carnival. And Gary, things are starting to get rough for him because he is falling for more than one person, of course. Yeah. And he he just doesn't know if this pain is worth it. Oh, my it. God. He says the pain is all, like almost as bad as losing his wife. I'm concerned for our I'm Gary. very concerned. I'm, like, I'm so really concerned you- for him. Do you, either of you, have a very clear sense of even in top three? No. <sighs> I mean, I, I, I think I, I have a clear sense of the fact that Sandra and Susan are going home. But among Ellen, Faith, Teresa, and Leslie, I really don't it's, know where we go from tough. here. Like, I knew like, that, I'm, that... That's I, why I'm I feel, worried for him. Me too. I feel very confident that those are our final four. Yes. But beyond yes. that, but like, I can't I don't whittle know. beyond that. No, it feels kind of impossible. I literally, when because I think about Faith, it, I can't, I can't even imagine one of them leaving. No, because Faith also has been a slow burn that like editorially would tip me off that it might be Faith because she's just like missing a lot. And mm-hmm. that's what they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also Leslie's narrative is more, so I just, and then El, I don't know. I, I don't know. I would I maybe say Teresa know. goes next, but he also is just really into her. So usually I kind of, at this point, you kind of know. Yeah. Usually like, you at least know the top two. Yes. But this is, I mean, I am so a little difficult. worried for Ellen because it seems like such a quick yes. build and sometimes yes. she, that might, so she, I feel like she might get heartbroken, but I don't, I don't know. I definitely I really feel don't like know. Faith is in the end. Like, not the winner, but definitely final two for Faith. I just have this, like, feeling of, like, yeah, the I think arc Le- on the show. Like, they put her in enough it, yeah. to know that she's there and she got the first impression rose. And then Leslie's getting more of, like, the edit of, like, being the Golden Bachelor. runner-up. Leslie yeah. might be in the top two. I've, I'm feeling she she's going to be top two. But <sighs> I, so I don't maybe know. Maybe it's Faith and Leslie. Maybe. And Teresa's still up there too, but I don't know. But maybe Ther- the yeah. drama got to him a little bit. But Kathy's gone. I yeah, know. I know. I, what what yeah, I'm saying is guys, like, it's just... It's hard. It's so it hard to know. scary for him that we can't feel it. I know. I'm. I'm. He's gonna have a mental breakdown. If we so can't feel it, women, I'm really yeah. worried. I'm so worried for all of them. I need them all to be okay. I really need well them rested, all to be okay. Hydrated. Exactly. Yes. Also, though, I'm Ugh. actually looking forward to a woman tell all <laughs> this season. I was just thinking about I, what that's going to feel we're like. We're gonna get it. Right? On, I hope they can't I be on individual do. chairs. They have to be like in a huddled. Just clump. Yes. Like I can't I can't picture them like so separated from each other on I want bar them to stools. do it like they like they did the first season where they got to be in like little clusters on couches. Yeah. On couches. Much more yeah. Or just like seeing their reunion because they're actually like friends. There's really no what Kathy and Teresa, I'm sure at this point have buried That's, their yeah. I'm sure they're fine now. Yeah. But there yeah. won't be any screaming. It's just gonna be like never have I ever part two. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Oh, I'm so obsessed with them. Allison, thank you so much for going through this journey with us. It is always a gift to have you on, but like the gift of your commentary mixed with this show is just it's perfect. Beyond. I feel like you should join us as a co-host of the show. Like you oh my God, I've never been more flattered. Um, this is the a number of fans 
that of our podcast that I've had to remind like Allison has a lot of other jobs. Yeah. Um, she can't just do this podcast. <laughs> she finds like, the, you know, the only one I take very yeah. seriously is this one. Um, thank you for having me again. I, I feel so, I'm so full of joy to be able to recap an episode from this franchise with no, I know like, can you uh, even no complaints? I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't either. I was so nervous heading into this series and I have been so delighted that whoever they have on this team, the producers, it's just that I just think they're doing a beautiful job and it's still, I'm glued to my, I like am riveted every second. It proves that you do not need stupid conflict to make this show magnetic. You can just have decent people having evolved empathic yes. interactions with each other. And I am riveted and We're I'm inspired. Correct. Like, yes. Take anyway, thank notes. You. I hope oh. they learn some of the right things Me from the success of this show. I really hope they do. Me too. Allison, thank you so much. And everyone remember, go check out Allison's new podcast, Erased the Murder of Elma Sands on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, do all the things. Thank you. Thank you. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. First of all, we obviously love to see the creative pickleball team names. And I'm so glad I understand what the kitchen is now. It's bitchin'. It's a bitchin' kitchen. We also love to see Ellen getting her moment to shine as the pickleball captain and winner. She is so good. She's so good at pickleball and she practices. Fucking talent. Yeah. Four times a weekly. We also love to see April's just absolutely shameless fake ankle injury. Incredible move. Incredible strategic move. Absolutely hilarious. And incredible in the fact that it exposes... The, the well of empathy every single person in this cast yeah. has for each other. Even if they knew it was a fake injury, they were like, you know what? We love her anyway. We got to see if she's okay. <laughs> we also absolutely love to see the best game of Never Have I Ever I've ever witnessed. <laughs> I mean, the best scene of television it, it just I've ever witnessed. Ridiculous. Ice cream. Real, like, actual sexual experiences and... I I am forever just going to watch that anytime I need to pick me up in life. <laughs> May we all fuck on a steering wheel. <laughs> That's all I have to say. We also love to see Leslie finally getting the chance to open up and show her softer side. She's more than just sexy dancer. She's a full person. And we're finally getting to see that. And Gary is finally getting to see that. I love it. And we really, really, really love the absolute grace and perspective that every woman has when they leave the show. Their goodbyes just like hit you right in the heart. They really do. And they make you realize this was the experience of a lifetime for so many of these women and has now given them hope for their future and their future love stories. Oh, so true. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see Kathy and Teresa still arguing. Neither of them is the villain, but you know, I hope they've buried the hatchet since then. Yes. 
We hate to see poor Sandra eating a little too much ice cream during Never Have I Ever. She's lactose intolerant. And she, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She got a bellyache. But, you know, all for the love of sexy reveals. <laughs> worth it. 100% worth it. We also hate to see Nancy getting an actual stress fracture from pickleball. <laughs> like, forget this fake ankle injury. Like, Nancy's actually hurt. Nancy's just, like, quietly suffering in the back and then, like, immediately goes home. Which, frankly, maybe she, she needs, like, real medical attention. So I hope I hope she's healed up. And we hate to see Kathy and April making their exits. Such a tragedy for the comedy factor of the show. (laughs) They're salty, kooky, there are narrators, but we still have S in Askin and that's Susan. So let's hope God. Let's hope she brings some laughs before. I also wish, as as I do with all of the women who you know, we haven't gotten like one-on-one dates with Gary. I wish we would have gotten more of April and Kathy's backstories. If someone would like to do an extended interview with them, if Kathy and April would like to come on this podcast Please, and talk and about talk to us, yes. uh. we would absolutely love to have them. Our our doors are open to you. Yeah, knock knock. Welcome. We're you. ready. <laughs> And on that note, it's time for our season rating. Gary's Grand Zaddy Energy out of 10 winks. Oh, it went up this week. Yeah. I, I, it's an eight, an 8.5 maybe even. I mean, we saw the tattoo. Oh, we saw he got, the he jacuzzi. He got in a hot tub. He's making out in the hot tub he, with Leslie. He's ATVing. ATVing like a pro. Oh, I mean, Rose, Grand even the Rose Quartz gift. That's some grand zaddy energy. Look, grand zaddies can be spiritual, okay? Grand zaddies have feelings too. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Allison Williams. Remember to check out her new podcast, Erased, The Murder of Elma Sands on Apple Podcasts. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, all of the things you would do to support a podcast you care about. And remember to tell your friends about Love to See It and all of these great recaps. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Twitter at love to see it pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Lee BZ. We'll be back Monday with our Paradise Recap. Can you keep up? Stitcher.